out there and welcome to another awesome episode of the Album Argument Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we're so happy to have you with us today on this really cool 70s related episode, 1976 to be exact. Yeah. And um, for those out there just joining us, Ryan, I'll put you on the spot in six seconds or less. Tell us and everybody else about the Album Argument Podcast. Two dudes, give each other albums. We pick the best and worst songs from that album. That's pretty good. I think I counted maybe four. Woo! That was pretty good. You put me on the spot a few times. I had 10, and then I had five. Yeah. So I um, like six seconds. That's nice. Six, yeah. yeah I that's know, good. You good. Know. Six seconds. Uh, maybe for 1976. Uh, uh, there you go. For when this album came out. But this was your album. Yeah, yeah, So tell us a little bit about the artists and why you gave me this album. Oh, man. So one of the reasons why I chose this album. Uh, well, first off, we are covering Boston's self-titled album, Boston. And this is a classic. It's sold like 15 billion records. Actually, I think the total is 17 million. I think it's 17 majillion billion. Majillion billion. Uh, it's everybody and their grandma has this album. Literally. Or has the greatest hits record or has something involving Boston. Um, two stories. One, I chose this record because my son and I, we used to play like knee hockey with each other. Like when he was little, we had these little goals and these tiny sticks and we'd get on our knees and we'd play hockey against each other. And so we'd always put this album on while we played. And we knew that from start to finish of the album was the length of the game. I'm dead serious. 37 minutes and 44 seconds. Yep, according pretty to much. Spotify. Half the time we would stop after the song smoking because both of us would just be exhausted. And it's a good song. It's a good song. Um, but that being said, that's one of the reasons nostalgia there. Okay. Um, you know, my son and I playing, I remember hearing this album for the first time in my dad's truck. Uh, but then the other reason why is because I really love album artwork. I think album artwork is incredible. I think it is vital to an album, especially a, an important album needs to have an important cover. And I have to admit that over the years of looking at this album cover, I mean like years, probably like two decades of looking at this album cover. It only was, it was only like maybe three or four years ago that I realized that, that, that spaceship is actually an upside down guitar. Oh, let's see. I'm turning upside down as we are talking. <laughs> huh? I don't see it. Well, you have a small picture of it there. So if you oh, okay. saw it on a grander scale, you'd be like, oh, there's the neck. There's the head of the guitar. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we've I've been looking at this for about five minutes, and it just clicked. <laughs> so it took Ryan years, and it, took, it, it would have taken him years, too. Okay, so anybody streaming or looking on their phone. It's going to be hard to tell. Yes, it's going to be hard to tell. You really have to look into it. But that's cool. I did not notice that that was a guitar. Yeah, so I hate to admit that that's one of the reasons why I picked this record. <laughs> It's like, wow, it's a spaceship, but it's a guitar turned upside down. Now, we we were speaking briefly before we hit uh, record about, you know, the name Boston and so forth. Boston. So this is Boston by Boston. Yep, yep, yep. Boston by Boston. So I, uh, you know, I'm I'm joking a little bit, but it helps to have a cool cover. It does. It really helps to have a cool cover. So let's back up a little bit. Let's go back to the late 60s. We have a, a nice... Well-rounded instrumentalist, uh, musician, who is also, let's just be clear, he's a genius. His name is Tom Schultz, and he went to MIT. And if you don't know about MIT, it's a really good engineering school in Boston. 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 Which, by the way, before anybody gets mad at me from Boston, I am a huge Red Sox fan, and I even have a Red Sox tattoo. So, I love Boston. 
I do. It's right here. You want to see it? See? It's true. I, I can see it. Yes. Bam. Uh, again, I respect your opinion, but again, you're wrong because the Braves are much better. The Braves are from Boston. <laughs> he Ryan just owned me. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. Right. So, uh, Tom Schultz, I'm just going to call him Tom. Tom went to MIT. He's a super genius guy. He started working for Polaroid and started saving up all of his money, and he built a home recording studio in his basement. I'm giving his story as quick as possible because it's actually a long story. He uh, recorded a bunch of demos, uh, had a couple friends help him with certain things, uh, including Brad Delp, a uh, singer for Boston and sent some stuff off to recording companies, got rejected for all of them. They wrote some more songs, perfected their sound a little bit, and all of a sudden, here they are, bam, getting a record contract from Epic Records. Epic says, hey, we want you to go record these demos again in a studio studio. And Tom's like, okay. So he sends Brad and the rest of the band out to L.A. to record the vocal parts, but he does like nothing to the actual recordings. He's like, yeah, no, they're good the way they are. From his home studio. Interesting. So what you're hearing on this Boston record is basically all the instrumentation, all the the recording of the actual instruments predominantly were done in Boston in his home studio. And the vocal lines, some of the vocal lines being done in L.A. Also just want to point out that Tom also built a lot of his own pedals to get the kind of sounds that he wanted on this record. So if you listen to this record and you're like, oh my gosh, the guitar sounds are so incredible. That's because Tom built the pedals for those guitars, for those sounds. Wow. So it was kind of a, uh, a foreshadow uh, ahead of its time. And in, in terms of today, it's, it's not unheard of to record at home, right? yeah. the majority of it, right? And so it's kind of weird if you say, I'm going to a studio. It's mm-hmm. like, well, why aren't you just doing that at home? But in these times, yeah, tape was... machines and things like that, yep. it was very expensive, but it makes sense. He had a background to be able to develop that. So it was very oh, cool. Yeah. I did not know. So that's that's the basic story. They get popular off of it. This album becomes one of the greatest selling albums of all time. Uh, Boston kind of comes and goes a little bit over the years. They release a second record. It's not as popular. Then many more years go by. In 83, they release a third record, and it's really popular. Again, brings them back into the spotlight. And then that gets us to today. Unfortunately, Brad Delp, the lead singer, has passed away. We're not going to go into that. But um, you know how, right? No. No, he actually took his own life, unfortunately. Um, But, you know, that it's sad when that stuff happens but the band is still technically going on today and i mean i haven't seen them live or anything i haven't even heard of them touring but apparently they're still together and this record lives on though sure it is still one of the highest selling records it's a good album i feel like it's a good it's a solid album it's not perfect it's not perfect by any means but it is a solid solid record and the songs that really stick out on this record are incredible are absolutely incredible. Sure. And some of them are like rock and roll staples. So I wanted you to hear, like, you and I, over hundreds of years of talking albums with each other, we've never discussed this album. And I don't think I've ever played it around you before. No. So I wanted to get your take on it. What do you think of Boston's self-titled record, Boston? And I should say, too, it's, uh, you know, taken 40 episodes for us to get to a Boston, right? So congratulations yeah. on 40. Woo, woo, episodes. 40. So, um, yeah, we've talked to a lot of other music, and uh, Boston hasn't come up. You know, maybe this would be in the realm of, like, a Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. you know, same time, 70s. And it's very 70s-esque. Very but, 70s arena rock-esque, yes. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to, let's say, classic rock or whatever rock, pop, 
I don't know. It would be on some seventies pop. You'll you'll hear more than a feeling. You'll hear some cover band somewhere playing it. Oh, definitely. And I think the music is like you know it is hard rock music to a certain degree, but Delp's vocals are very pop. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. And so as I was listening to this, I I had not listened to this album ever. Really? Uh, no. Wow. Never, okay. Never, never listened to it. I know the songs, and actually, I didn't realize I knew. More songs than I did when you start listening to it and go, okay, this has been on the radio, this is radio. I would first say, the let's say the problem that I have with it in today's time is, is it that Adele radio effect that you mentioned before? Ideally. Right. Does the radio have an effect on how you might perceive a song? Yeah. Uh, as good as more than a feeling might be, I can't choose that as the best song. I can't either, simply because it has been overplayed a bajillion times. Yeah. I do like the song. Yeah, it's not bad. It's I a good opener. I listen to it every time. It's a it's great cool. opener. But I'm right there with you. I cannot pick it simply because of that. Yeah. So that was the first thing. As I'm listening to it, the whole album is very bluesy. So it's interesting, too, to kind of think, okay, uh, the musicians that created this album, they're kind of brought up on you know the, the early days of rock and roll and very bluesy. And you think of 70s rock is very blues. Today's rock is mm-hmm. not very blues. Mm-mm. Not right? at all. But also, there's a lot of great harmonies in this. And if you think about 50s and 60s, great harmonies. So you can kind of tell, okay, they're, they're growing up. They're, they're putting it into their music. Um, they're extending the guitar and things like that, things that other bands in the 70s were doing. And then also lots of organ. I never really listened yeah. to Boston for the organ before. I never noticed it. Because More Than a Feeling doesn't have that much organ. It's more acoustic guitar and the mm-hmm. vocals. Uh, so that's that's the initial things that kind of stood out. I, I, I call this kind of the seed or seeds of 80s rock. Nice. So I, I, I would agree, really, totally. never really thought of that. But with the organ... Um, and with the, the guitars, the harmony, harmonized guitars, all the vocals, things like that, you can tell where they were taking stuff from the 50s, 60s, applying it to the 70s, and then you can hear how all the 80s and maybe even some of the 90s bands took from a Boston. Yes, yeah. So I, I appreciate it. Yeah, just radio effect throughout first half of the album has all been played on the radio, so I, yeah. I have on my show notes, yep. radio effect, radio effect, radio effect. Um, you know, foreplay long time, it's cool that it's kind of an instrumental Mm-hmm. And so that's very, you don't see that as much nowadays, let's say. So um, that that's that's a very popular song that I like that for the organ, mm-hmm. right? Well, I just also want to say Foreplay Long Time really is two separate songs. It really, really is. Yeah. There's no reason for them to be, in my opinion, to be grouped together like that. They are two separate songs. Yeah. So Foreplay is the instrumental and it should be on its own. So it's interesting that uh, for, for this you know, I don't know if it's just streaming. I'd be interested on the the original. It's, it's on the like original album listed as this. Same with the CD, everything. So they're always paired together. It's kind of like Brains Two and Jaded yeah. with uh, Green Day. You, if you he- listen to the radio and they only play Brains Two and they don't play Jaded, it feels like it's incomplete. They're two separate songs, but they they're perfectly matched together. I think it's kind of the same vibe here. Yeah, there's a Led Zeppelin one too. Right after is it Black Dog or? One of those that goes into another mm-hmm. song. So, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I'm surprised that, yeah, they put them together. But anyways, uh, if I have to choose one, uh, again, I kind of went for, again, Radio Effect, Radio Effect, Radio Effect. Just the other day, I was listening to this song in particular, Smokin', and it's on the radio, but I think mm-hmm. just musically, it's it's got a lot of riffs. It's It's got the organ that just stood out. And so maybe today's, right now, I would choose Smokin' just because. I actually played it for my daughter who's learning piano. I go... Okay, now we're going to start you on organ lessons, and you're nice. going to learn how to play this. So, smoking would be my choice for best song. Yeah. Smoking, smoking, like 
So yeah, it is bluesy, right? So in a modern sense, somebody listening to this, oh, it's just like it's blues rock. It's a I love yeah. that song, but it's cool. It's 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 uh, very seventies, I will say. But when it gets into the organ and musically, it it just rocks. That takes me back to uh, riding in the truck with my dad and us listening to ninety six rock because he he did ninety nine x a little bit, but he was more into like ninety six rock. And that song being on there and like hearing it for the first time come through there and being like, this sounds really good. And he's like, yeah, it's by the band that does more than a feeling. I'm like, what? And putting yeah. the two and two together was like mind blowing to me. Yeah. It's got like a harpsichord effect in the middle mm-hmm. too. And then, yeah. when, and then the organ comes in. So it, it, it just sounds different, let's say. I mean, it does sound like Boston because yeah. it sounds like a few of the other songs, but uh, it's it's less acoustic. It's pretty heavy. So I could see, you know, somebody in a modern sense, somebody listens to 90s rock 2000s rock, yeah. you know, like me, picks up on smoking. Now, again, somebody might say, okay, more than a feeling, peace of mind, or for play long time could be better songs. Mm-hmm. Again, I just cannot personally choose those today because of hearing them over and over and over. No, and that's fair. That's so fair. I, I feel bad saying that because, you know, for play long time, it's 747, and more than a feeling is more than a feeling. So, again, somebody you could say right now, no, I'm wrong. And I might say, you're not wrong. You're, you're wrong still. But smoking, that's still my pick, right? Just it's rocking. Then to go to the song, I guess I like the least, or I think the worst song. This is I alluded to this a few weeks ago. It's just a little too straightforward for me. It's also blues rock. It's a song right before smoking. Song four, rock and roll band. So all you have to hear is the first line, and you lost me. I love it. No, we're just, just a little... another band out of Boston. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like their Kiss song, right? If Kiss, this was is Boston, so much better than Kiss. Oh well, yeah, I, I don't know. I like Detroit Rock City so much more than this. Everybody likes Detroit Rock City. However, nobody else in the world likes any other Kiss song other than <laughs> Detroit Rock City. But it's it's kind of the same, right? Or um, I don't know. We will. Uh, I feel you. I get yeah, what it's, you're it's saying. It's similar, but uh, so rock and roll band. It's just the lyrics, you know. Musically, it's okay. I might have gone also for "Let Me Take You Home Tonight," but then it kind of has like a cool. The last track kind of has a cool double time at the end. It kind of picks mm-hmm. up. Um, Hitch a ride is catchy, but not as catchy. I could see that too. That's an honorable mention if I had to choose one. Um, you know, out of the eight songs that I did not like as much. So um, other than that, I mean. Tracks one, two, three, four. Sorry, tracks one, two, three, five, and seven are all pretty good. Oh and, man! Except for smoking. So um, Ryan's looking at me. I'm getting the eyes, and like you're crazy. <sighs> so um, I got smoking and rock and roll band. All right. So what let me put have? it to you this way: songs one through five are perfect. There's nothing wrong with any song one through five. That includes more than a feeling, peace of mind, foreplay slash long time, rock and roll band that you just said was horrible, and smoking. There's nothing wrong with any of those five songs. In fact, you should just go ahead and cut songs six, seven, and eight off this record and just release it one through five. It would have been fine. It's different. I wonder where the cut was. Was it one through four? First side for first side was actually one and th- one through three, wow. and then side oh. side two was four through eight because foreplay was so long. yeah it was so yeah. long. And should we also say a, a missed opportunity foreplay though it's spelled different? 
but to be put at track four. Should be track four. Should have been track four. But I guess it's the the last one on the first. True. Set. Anyways, True. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you, right? The last three, they do sound Boston, though. They do I sound mean, Boston, and it, they're not bad songs. They're yeah. not. They they just they don't stand up against one through five. But once you come through one through five and how powerful and catchy they all are, the next song you go to is Hitch a Ride. And I believe that's the one that was written by Delp or co-written by Delp in this situation. Now he's actually a very good writer. He's, he's done other Boston songs that have come out that have been hits, but this was not one of his better ones. Hitching a ride, hitch a ride, not hitching a ride. That's a green day song. Hey, two, <laughs> two references of green day and one, one podcast, uh, hitch a ride. It falls into that category of it misses the mark simply because it comes after such great tracks. True. And it's unfortunate, but that's my pick for the worst song. So yeah, you can thank them, Boston, for the '80s. Yeah, you really can. Song, right and there. we were just talking about like how it has references to Bon Jovi. You know? Yeah, uh, that's. I, I don't. Uh, I won't fight you. Fight against you for that. But then the guitars come in at the end in the organ. Yeah, and it and saves that song. So musically, again, the the band playing together saves a lot of these totally. last songs. And it's a good song. I mean, the, every all tracks on this album, all eight songs are good songs. But the problem is, again, I'll, I'll just say, it comes after such great tracks that this song on a different album would have been fine. But coming right after five solid tracks, in my opinion, solid tracks, uh, for you, four, it, it, how do you follow up to that? So it, it misses the mark simply because of that. Uh, I mean, I hope other Boston fans out there understand what I'm talking about and don't judge me too hard on the fact that I'm right on this one. <laughs> I know people are going to think that I'm this like horrible, arrogant person. I'm really not. I, no. I, don't, I don't think I am. Do, am. Am I an arrogant person? Jeremy? No, not at all. You, you respect the You're opinion. Like, no, Just, not at all. I'm paid to say. Turn no. your eyes sideways. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you, you know, you're, you're very open, but you also know what you like and you, you have a good reason. I mean, I, again, one through five are very strong. Yes. Even for, for what I don't like it for the lyrics, musically, it, it comes across very strong. And I can totally see why you do not like track four rock and roll band. I totally can see it because it is straight cheese. I mean, that is cringe to the fullest. However, I kind of like how cringy it is and cheesy it is. It's like, yeah, cause they even put in fake crowd noises and I'm like, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like spinal tap could have that song. Uh, yes. Yes. And it would be okay, but not for, Boston. No, I and I agree. I agree with that uh, that comment. But I still like it. I still think it's fun. Excuse me. Um, Boston. Boston. Go pack your car in Boston. They're, wow, that sounds so bad. They're, everybody's going to hate us. I love Boston. I've been to Boston multiple times. It is one of my most favorite cities ever. And I've been all over the world. So Yeah, um, but again, we are from the South. So the in, South. I'm sure. And then somebody in the South is uh, making fun of the Atlanta rhythm section, right? Because we're talking about, you know. <laughs> Boston having a band, and I was trying to think, should we name a band Atlanta? What about but, the Georgia Satellites? Yeah, there's Georgia Satellites, there Atlanta we go. Rhythm Section. So uh, Boston, we had Chicago. What other bands? 
Um, Named after cities. Well, uh, Corn was originally called LAPD, which was after oh. the LAPD. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Or something along those lines. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. Interesting. But. Yeah, it's a very, it seems like very 70s thing. Maybe just because of Boston and Chicago yeah. that it's, you know, uh, I guess they're, I don't know. Maybe that's, like, we could bring that back. We could. Anyways, so, so what's your pick for best? Best song. Um, again, I, I, I subscribe to the thought of More Than a Feeling has been overplayed. And it is very unfortunate. I still like that song, but we're not going to play it now. Uh, I would like to hear a little bit of peace of mind, though, if you don't mind. first 30 seconds of peace of mind is perfect yeah it's nice it's perfect a secret the, gem in there would be the bass mm-hmm. holding it down it's got oh, some yeah. cool moving lines and uh, yep. i just listen i just heard that i did not notice that before but oh yeah, yeah i like that i mean it's oh it's so gorgeous but it's not the best song on this on this album the best song is actually foreplay long time however if you want to split it off and just say long time, then go ahead and do that. But having them together is really epic. It's really cool when you hear them together. You know, again, it's released as one track, even though it should have totally been two separate tracks. So I'll just go ahead and say long time is my my pick of best song in this album. Okay. I wouldn't fight you on that. Yeah, maybe I could have picked that if it was separated. Now, again, I I think I might have said if I didn't say foreplay a long time, maybe honorable mention. Yeah. Right. But uh, I kind of like foreplay as an instrumental a little bit more, but a long time is great. So what's awesome about this song is when you can have such a rocker, it is such a rocker, and then all of a sudden you get to the chorus, bam, drop all the instruments, just have the acoustics. And by the way, let's bring in some clapping. I mean, when you can do that and pull it off, yeah, that's true. And it still sounds awesome. That's Boston. That's Boston. That's a great song. This whole first half of this album tracks one through five, solid. Six, seven, and eight, good, good. But you cannot go wrong with one through five of this album. I would say seven's pretty good, though. Seven is good. I think but that's like, played on the radio. I think it maybe is a little bit. So that, that that's. When you say six, seven, and eight, I, I, that's why I would fight you on that. I, go, I, okay. I got you. I got Maybe what you're saying. six and eight, but seven. I got you. I could keep. But no, I, I think it's a good album to listen to if you've never heard Boston other than More yeah. Than a Feeling. Which it's, I think if if anybody said, like, do you recognize this band? You say Boston. A lot of kids these days would be like, I have no idea who that is. But then you play More Than a Feeling, like a like just the chorus. People are going to recognize that. Even even teenagers, kids these days are going to recognize that song. Yeah. And uh, another album that we have not covered but has come up maybe would be in comparison to this is like Joshua Tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Very front loaded. Yes. And then the second half. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's good. But it's good. Yeah. 
So, of course, if you're going to make an album, especially this one, you want people to listen to you for the first time. Yeah. That's why I wasn't sure. I didn't look into it in, in particular. But you said it was their first album, Yeah, right? it was their first album, but it, it fell along those lines of what we've talked about before. You've had a lifetime to write that first album. They took many, many years, many different demos, uh, working on songs, years of working in different bands before putting this all together. So some of these songs started being written back in the late 60s. Now, when they put out their second record, there was a long gap of like, I think two or three years between these two, their first and second record, which now is not a big deal. But back then that was huge. You wanted to pump out records quickly. Sure. And th- you can tell there's a difference. Tom needed more time to write songs. He he wanted to layer and layer and layer and layer songs. He wasn't a start to finish kind of guy. He needed layers. Yeah. And just uh, also you want to front load it too. If yeah. you want, you know, the you want your hit here. It's got to be the first song. A lot of albums, it seems like the hit's like number two. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's good. Everybody should listen to it. Nice. It's, it's uh, as I said, it's a good bridge between, let's say, 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. You can hear the influences of the blues totally. and the harmonies and things like that. And then you can hear how people in the 80s and 90s kind of ripped it off. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I mean, completely. Ah, oh, good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good episode. Thank you so much out there. We really appreciate it. Please take the time to look up Boston, all their music, download everything you can of them from Spotify, Apple, iTunes. I don't know, wherever else you get your music from. Yeah, look for the guitar. Yes. In the cover, right? Yes. Um, I should also say, uh, we've mentioned quality in recent episodes, right? Uh Quality in streaming. So um, I, I admit I still do Spotify, right? But just know that if you have Apple, if you have Amazon, if you have title, you can do high res. Yes, you can. You can do high quality. And Amazon is great. I'm doing a trial right now, I should say. And you can listen super high quality, higher than CD quality. Oh, it's, nice. It's kind of amazing for That's some of the cool. albums. And uh, I might flip from Spotify unless Spotify adds some Whoa. of this. So maybe our playlist will go away at some point. It might. But, uh, but anyway, don't listen to these songs because of these harmonies and things like that in lo-fi free streaming somewhere go go pay for at least the minimum streaming quality mm-hmm. and if you can do even higher quality because your ears deserve that quality there you go uh thank you out there again supporting us all the people that are out there who have been sharing our podcast with each other with friends family and, and of course grandma well and yesterday was mother's day so again happy oh, yeah. mother's day happy mother's right? day to mom and grandma so mom yes grandma. yes uh make sure your mom and grandma definitely hear this album. mom could not have been a mom had there not been a grandma. There you go. So Here we go. Thank you, Share grandma. it with your grandma. <laughs> uh, we appreciate it, everybody. Thank you so much again. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out. <laughs>